Someone asked me recently, what is the coolest part of my job as CEO at Clear Motor Marketing? I said, well, that's easy. The fact that every day I get to dig into our clients' businesses to learn not only what makes it tick, but what we can do as their partner to deliver the marketing that truly matters to their business. It's like being in a living, breathing case study every day. And for that, I am truly blessed. Hello, Collisions YYC listeners. It's with an overwhelming sense of pride that I wanted to share with you that the marketing agency that I had the pleasure of co-founding and leading is turning 15 years old. Yes, our mode of marketing is 15. I wanted to shout out a huge thank you to all of our clients, past and present, as well as our vendors and all of the incredible team members we've worked with over the years to make this milestone possible. Check us out at clearmotive.ca to learn more about what we can do that matters to you. Hello and a warm collisions YYC. Welcome to my guest today, Mr. Connor Curran. How are you doing, Connor? I'm very well, thanks. How are you doing? I'm good, man. So good to have you on the show. For anyone who doesn't know you, they've been living under a rock because you are very out and about on the Calgary scene. And I, you know, you and I met each other, whew, I don't know, four or five years ago, pre-pandemic. So that's a whole other lifetime ago. Um, but for anyone who doesn't know, you were chief laundry folder at Local Laundry. So let's give the quick two-minute elevator. What's Local Laundry all about? What do you guys do? And what gets you out of bed in the morning? Definitely. So uh, first of all, thanks so much for having me on. Always great to reconnect. Uh, Local Laundry is a Canadian-made clothing company. We aim to build community in everything that we do. And uh, we primarily sell clothing online, uh, wholesale, but we do a ton of custom corporate apparel. And our whole thing is building community. We're on a mission to raise a million dollars to local charities by 2030. And uh, we just, everything we produce is entirely Canadian-made. Amazing. How long have you guys been in the game here? What's uh, well, give us a for anyone who doesn't know, give us a little bit of timeline. We started back in 2015. I started with a simple Google search, how to make a t-shirt company, watch a YouTube video, and then 50 bucks and a couple hours later, I had an online clothing company, uh, t-shirt store, and then we've been trying to figure it out and grow it ever since. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I think you and I maybe connected back in 2018 or 2019. I don't know. It feels it feels like a few lifetimes ago at this point. But I'm having you on today for a little bit of a special incident or a special episode, I should say, because of an incident that's been a little bit in the media lately. And we're not going to get too specific here, or I'll, we'll get as specific as you like. But uh, it came onto my radar last week that you and your brand had. Um, a brand infringement. You had some, I don't know if you call it copyright infringement, but you had some issues with a much larger brand that has now appropriated or in some way used a likeness that would could be attributed to work that you had done in the past. I thought this would be a fun episode to tell your story to whatever degree you feel comfortable, but also for other small to medium-sized business owners that could feel helpless in a situation like this or could feel like, ah, I'm just the small guy. What what do what can I do in this world? So I'll turn the, t- the, the tables over to you, Connor, to give us a little bit about what you can tell us about the situation that happened and man, what you've already learned and what you are learning through this journey. Yeah, definitely. So we started down the trademarking route back in 2015, 2016, almost as soon as we got started. Oh, right and out of the gate. Okay. Right out of the gate. We thought it was important. We had this design that was kind of kicking off. It was, you know, our YYC design and our CAN design, and nice. it was doing really well for us. And we knew that was, you know, a big part of our brand, our identity, and, you know, a big part of our intellectual property. So we started to seek out uh, trademarking right away and so we educated ourselves on the trademarking process we got ourselves a trademarking lawyer and navigated the whole process and it's uh, it's a very expensive process it costs thousands of dollars it took us three years for the trademark to go through three years and all the while costs are kind of building up um, so we got the trademark to our yyc got our trademark to our can and then once you get the trademark you know it's kind of up to you to defend that mark as as the owner Right, and the trademarking system is actually set up in protection of consumers. Right, in order to confuse 
in order to avoid confusion in the marketplace for consumers. So where the gap is and where we feel failed by the system is that it's not set up to protect small businesses. And it kind of favors the large businesses with you know, mass amounts of resources, time, legal teams, and that kind of thing. And so, you know, lo and behold, this past March, we walk into a big, very famous big box store, and there is our mark, you know, our CAN design, splattered across a whole entire Canadian collection, sweaters, hoodies, water bottles, T-shirts, kids' clothes, sweatpants, the works. Oh, so not an, isol- not an isolated incident. <laughs> no, not just one, one little thing. Uh, everywhere. And what they did is they took our CAN mark and swapped out a maple leaf for another icon. And so right away we started reaching out and did everything that we could to, um, you know, when these types of situations arise, the advice that we get from our lawyers is try to have an open conversation with them, try and actually keep the lawyers out. So this has happened a couple of times before. And sometimes it happens with other small businesses. Sometimes it happens with mm-hmm. large corporations. And the best thing that we've learned is just, just to reach out and have a honest human to human conversation. And so that's exactly what we did. Have a dialogue. Right. And you know, say, Hey, just want to let you know, like um, we're actually the owners of this trademark. We, you know, this is our intellectual property. If you wouldn't mind stopping using that mark, you know, it's causing confusion in the marketplace. You know, a lot of our customers are reaching out. They're quite angry. They're they're saying it's causing confusion, you know, so if you wouldn't mind stopping it. And nine times out of 10, that's good enough. You show them the trademark and most people, most organizations go, oh yeah, sorry. Um, I didn't, I didn't even know. No problem. And that's that end of story. Um, in this particular instance, you know, we tried multiple times to reach out to the, the big box store, called, emailed. They actually have an infringement file claim portal on their website, um, which suggests that. Oh, okay. This- so I, I was, my question was like, how do you even know who to call or where? But there was a clear avenue kind of laid out because of the, who the retailer was and just their scope and scale. Yeah. And so we filed that form out and it took us a good couple of weeks to finally get a hold of someone. And then, you know, we engaged with their, uh, uh, someone from their team and went back and forth, showed the trademark, that kind of thing. And just, they kind of let us know that they felt like they weren't infringing on our trademark and intellectual property and they were going to continue to sell. And at that point, you really kind of have two options, you know, one, suck it up and do nothing about it you know uh or two you know take legal action and as a small business owner you know with with finite resources we're a team of three we don't have infinite amounts of we don't have a war chest that we can dip into to to sustain a legal battle so we really feel like we didn't have a ton of options and so we sat on this and we're just like well that's that you know we didn't want this to be a distraction we just thought (laughs) This is a, a losing battle, so why fight it? And then I decided, you know what? There has to be a third option. There has to be a way that we can stand up. So I posted a social media video, you know, and just compared and contrasted the differences in, in, in similarities and the confusingly similarities uh, of the two marks. I just posted it online, and that's when our customers, our community, really kind of took action and started claiming all the different confusion. And not only that, we got a a bunch of other small business owners who kind of mentioned and talked about instances was where this has happened to them. 
artists, nonprofits, other small businesses, you know, in the clothing space, outside the clothing space. Um, this is a common practice, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like, well, you're, you're a small business. I have a whole legal team behind me. Like, what are you going to do about it? And, and nine times out of 10, people just do what we do and just feel helpless and don't do anything. Now we were lucky. We were fortunate that the community rallied behind us. The media rallied behind us. And, um, that really, really kind of helped kind of get their attention and they wouldn't respond to us afterwards, but they responded back to the media and they said they will no longer continue to use the design. Oh, interesting. Oh, so, so back to the credit of the world of social media and channels and the fact that we can get a voice out now beyond what is national media and like what's, what was a gated community for a long time? So, oh, Powell, because I saw it on uh, local Calgary media, I think last when, when me Tuesday or Wednesday or last week sometime is when it got on my radar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that, and that's great. They're going to stop using it. But they've been using this confusingly similar design since March. Yeah. And it's now at this time recording in September. And that was only one store. It was confirmed in at least two stores and confirmed online. Who knows how many stores across Canada? And like I said, T-shirts, sweaters, hats, water bottles, sweatpants, you name it, kids' clothing. And so what are the repercussions? You know, are they only stopping because they're sold out of it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because it's coming to the end of its seasonal switchover. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, we think it's great that they've, you know, they acknowledge that they they didn't they they believe that they did not infringe on our trademark, um, but the fact that they decided to to make a statement saying that we won't continue to sell it, you know, we now have uh, an, an an IP lawyer and we're exploring all legal options and we're going to leave nothing off the table. I really like what you said earlier about like let's understand there is I think a myth or a misunderstanding or sometimes maybe a belief a misinformed belief that well once you have your trademarks there's there's trademark police out there that do that for you but I like what you said like what was the intention to protect the consumer from confusion but it's up to you and it's an expensive process out of the gate and as a small business you don't have a war chest you certainly don't have internal you know inside counsel just sitting around looking for like things to do that way uh, it's an interesting like you pay into this system but yet there's no teeth unless you actually provide that. And for a lot of small businesses, that's just beyond reach, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's, that's where we feel failed by the system. We feel that there's a major gap in the system, you know, because for every one of us who makes a fuss and goes to the media, there's hundreds, if not thousands of artists, nonprofits, small businesses that have their trademark and intellectual property infringed on every single day. And, there's nothing that they can do about it. Like I'm telling you, the amount of people that reached out saying this exact same thing happened to me, exact same thing happened to my business, exact same thing happened with my designs. Oh, and what the financial do we do? impact and like as a small business, you've got your loyal customers, you've got your unique, you work hard, you're small, you can pivot, you can adapt, you can come up with new unique value propositions or offerings or points of differentiation. Uh, in the market and to just have them zapped like that, that it's a pretty helpless feeling. It's hard not to side with a small business owner when you hear this story. Like most people are like, yeah, yeah, well, it's just the way it is. Too bad for you. It's whenever when someone says, well, it's only business, it usually means somebody's getting screwed somewhere in that statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's too true. But we just felt like it was, you know, our right, our duty as a, as a small business. And, you know, as a, we, we want to 
be a thought leader in this space and, and showcase that just because we're a small business doesn't mean we can't have a big impact, you know, and that's why we decided, you know, it took some time, but that's why we decided to, to go to the, the media and put it on our social channels and that kind of thing. And, and to show that, you know, you, yeah, you have to fight it. You have to stand up. You have to make it uncomfortable. And sometimes you'll get the outcome you're looking for. Sometimes you might not, who knows what outcome we'll get out of this. We're looking yeah. to find a, a reasonable resolution, but you know, it's, it's, you have to stand up and fight for what's what's right and what's yours, you know? Well, and kudos to you for, you know, your mission around putting community into everything that you do and to have your community show up around you like that so quickly is really a testament to like they're saying community and then there's when you've, you really find out who's got your back when the chips, when the chips are down kind of, kind of mindset. So from a advice perspective, what I'm hearing is there's nothing you could have done differently to get to this point. It's what you do now and what road you chose to, what means and what tactics you decide to execute on. Everything else you quote unquote did it right. <laughs> is that is that is that an oversimplification or is that accurate? Uh, we certainly feel that, yeah. that we did everything right. And, you know, my advice for other small business out there is, you know, I'd absolutely still go through and get the trademark. Yes, it's expensive. Okay. Yes, it, yeah, yeah. it's time consuming. But it gives you a leg to stand on. Without that trademark, you don't really have a leg to stand on. Yes, there's some similarities. Yes, it may or may not be. But that trademark gives you some teeth and some some stake to to a claim. So if if you have a design or a piece of art or intellectual property that is integral and vital to the success and growth and sustainability of your business, it's it's a well worthwhile utilization of capital and time to invest in trademarking. Now we have a ton, we've come out with a ton of different designs. We're not trademarking every single design, but these two in particular, right? I think we have these two and maybe our name, local laundry. We, we felt like those were valuable enough and you know, it's an asset. It it, it turns into an asset, right? So when you want to exit the business and that kind of thing. So yes, it's expensive, it's painful, but in situations like this, you have a leg to stand on. You it right. gives you a little bit of teeth. It gives you a little bit of little bit of, of an advantage. So um, I'd think about it carefully, but I wouldn't change anything uh, hmm. that we've done up to this point. Now we've never been in this situation before. Like I said, most <laughs> well, welcome people, to being a small business. Hey, well, yeah. this is new. I haven't dealt with this before. <laughs> yeah, most of the times, you know, we just have a conversation and we come to an agreeable resolution. We'd never even get lawyers involved, yeah. and that's that's the approach that we took this time. You know, because we're a community, we all want to see everyone succeed, no matter how big or small, and we all want to grow together. But it comes a time where if if either party doesn't want to come to an agreeable resolution, like you have to stand up for for what's right and what's yours. And thankfully, you know, we took the initiative to get this trademarked years ago and spent the spent the money. And like I said, now we're exploring all legal options, and now we're gonna figure it out from here. And it's great that they they committed to not selling it anymore, but. We want to damages and all the yeah. yeah. We can get into the legal speak around around all of it, but hey, like let's be blunt. You were right to trademark it because c- clearly someone thought it was valuable enough to copy it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like let's your 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 thesis around the value of the look and the mark and the specifics of the design are being proved out to be true from a value perspective, or you know, because imitation is a form of uh, you know flattery from that perspective. In this in this case, it has financial and legal implications. But, you know, people don't tend to copy not great designs either. <laughs> it's a weird compliment in there somewhere. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah, it, imitation is the best form of flattery. And just honestly, the, 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 
like the support, the amount of support that's come through the community, yourself, other colleagues, you know, other community builders, customers, you know, big, small, whatever, everyone's kind of come out. And that's been, that's been such a, it's been such an amazing experience, you know, to be so supported by the community. And, and I, and I really believe it's, it's, you know, you reap what you sow. If, if you're investing in the community, if you're yeah. building good relationships, but when it comes to your time of need and you ask, the community will support you as well, you know. And is you know, I want to say there's no such thing as bad publicity, but in this case, this isn't bad publicity for you. This is like this is the classic quintessential uh, underdog David and Goliath story. Like it fits so many narratives that I think a lot of us as consumers in the world of big brands and big consumerism, we look at that connection to local and like I know you, so I immediately picked up. I texted you. I was in the car. I was like, I need to text Connor right away. That sense of connection. I'm not going to text anyone at that big brand because I don't know them the way I have a relationship. So it kind of proved out a whole bunch of the thesis all at once, right? <laughs> Just, I'm looking for silver linings here, of course, as I do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the amount of press uh, we've gotten is incredible. The amount of earned media, you're in marketing, you know, like I the do. value. I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, I do. The value of, of what we've gotten just the last week, we've been in two interviews a day, you know, uh, and that's great. You know, it doesn't come with its own, its own downside, right? We're so careful. I've never been so careful of what to say because there's... Again, they have a massive legal team, and there's the risk of you know a defamation suit or whatever. Or of course. now, now next thing you know, you you say one bad thing, you get emotional, and you get upset and angry, and say something maybe you should shouldn't be saying, or maybe something you regret, and then now you're in real hot water, and now you're in the hot seat. So yeah, now, now the uh, powers get turned. And hey, curious on that on that front, did you did you work with crisis communications? Did you work with a PR person? Did you do any media training? And because I know you and I both were pretty open, I, open book. Let me hear. Let me tell you how I think. But sometimes media training steered me as steered me away from that type of response. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, we got some good advice from our our lawyer, and that was basically just stick to facts. Nice. You know, you yeah. you can't you can't argue with facts. You know, uh, we own the trademark. That's a fact. You know, yeah. they. We they feel were that it was an infringement. That is true because it's what you your belief. That's your that's, whole thing. Is it's it? our yeah, opinion. Yeah. yeah, right. Got it. But if you were, you know, to go out and say, you know, like this X company stole our designer, X company is ripping us off, and X company is doing yeah, this yeah. and that, like, then that's where you get into uh, that's where you get into the grounds of you know maybe maybe they could slap a defamation suit on you. I don't know. I'm not taking that risk. No, thank you. Um, no, and I, there is a point where, you know, get your emotions under control, get your facts in order, and speak clearly and succinctly. And I get it. But I'm assuming there were some moments offline where there's got to be some frustration. <laughs> but like everything in business, okay, well, I guess we're going through this phase now, right? Especially as a small business owner. Like, oh, oh, this oh, this is new. I didn't see this coming on my strap plan for 2023. <laughs> no, this kind of, and it all just kind of came out of nowhere. I decided to post the the uh the video on a whim you know just just to see like hey i wonder what other people think like are 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 we crazy in thinking that this is a similar design uh, and yeah, so okay, like nice. let's yeah. let's fire it up there and see what other people think and it's like oh jeez oh i guess <laughs> we're uh we're not as crazy as we thought well, and kudos for you, like from a small business perspective, like you have been very deliberate on building your channels by building your, like, and I say channels, whether it's your social media, which channel you use, like you guys, that takes a lot of effort and energy for small business owners. There's no question. And sometimes it easily gets over, it overlooked. I don't have time to do that because I'm too busy doing this. But, and when you needed to go to your community or you needed to reach out, you had, you know, it's kind of like building the audience you needed for this before you even know you needed it for this. Like there is some value exactly. in that. I don't want to downplay that at all. 100%. Always invest in your community and your community will invest in you. <laughs> I've seen that time and time and time again. 
you know, and, and you're a great example of that yourself, you know, with all the work that you do and, and how, like, just the fact that you're supporting me now, you know, like, is it, when your time comes, I'll be right there to uh, help that's you all, thanks, too. Man. You know? and, so, and, I, don't, but, and you do it without even that in mind, but that's what our no, good community I know, but comes that's, in. But like, that's yeah. how it works. That's that's yeah. how a good community works. And, you know, I hope, I hope you never need it. <laughs> and, and maybe you won't. Oh, there's I don't a know. flight of stairs I've yet to fall down out there that I hope you're at the bottom to catch me. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's the thing with entrepreneurship. Yep. And that's, you yeah, just, yeah. you don't know what's around the corner. And it's just, that's why I've always been a big believer. And look, we all have the exact same goals. We all want to get to the exact same place. Let's help each other get there. Let's help each other grow. And, well, the old adage, no, some... no, no, no one wants to be successful on the beach by themselves. <laughs> no, let's make that's, some that's friends a That's a lame. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, man. And I've, I, again, when you and I first met, that was the story, you know, as you were really just kind of getting into this, it was in really early days. So for me to sit back and see this kind of unfold to the point that, to the point that, that, that a national, that this story even was able to happen because of the brand you'd built and the, clearly the value that was seen by, uh, you know, a national retailer, or global retailer and how they decided to play it out. But I was really curious to get your side of the story. And again, what did you learn? What can other, what can other of our listeners, because so many of my audience is small to mid-sized business. And this is, uh, this is uncharted territory for a lot of people. And like you said, clearly this is happening more than we probably all realize which that's powerful right there too right 100 percent. yeah so yeah. I, I hope i was able to share some insight share some good um good tips but uh ultimately i just want to say thank you again tyler for giving giving us the platform and always been kind of being there when we need you the most and right and uh yeah hopefully your listeners will get a little something something out of this and if people want to reach out feel free to reach out uh anytime linkedin or or email or whatever yeah what's your favorite are you linkedin like again everyone has a preferred is linkedin good for you or do you prefer email i like linkedin linkedin's good tiktok instagram but linkedin's probably my number one nice how's tiktok doing for you guys right now sorry so sidebar channel question around tiktok as a as a, as a platform for the type of business you run mm-hmm. it's good i love it i i really love it you know you never know what's going to pop up pop off on there you know i yeah, first yeah. posted the video to social media uh via tiktok and it's a different different audience different platform but you know the just the virality of it is, is it makes it such a powerful powerful platform so definitely not one to overlook definitely want to invest some time in it and you know i wouldn't put all of my time and effort into it but yeah. it's it's definitely a great starting point just to it's because of its casual nature you can just come up with a an idea, toss it up there. And if it stinks, it stinks and no one cares. You know, it's, it's not a, like a, true, gonna... a true test and learn kind of environment, right? Where the stakes are, are low, but the potential outcome is, is high. If exactly. it works out, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a play. It's kind of the perfect scenario from a channel perspective, right? Versus overproducing a video that falls flat and wishing you didn't spend 50 grand on it or whatever. Yeah. Whatever the number. Use it as a playground. And then I like curate mm-hmm. anything that does pops off a little bit on there. Then I take it over to LinkedIn, take it over to Instagram, you know, nice. YouTube shorts, see if it, uh, see if it does you know same 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 amount of uh success there and grow from there curious any audience insights i promise last question maybe maybe <laughs> i promise fingers crossed um any insights around demographics or which part of your audience got the most fired up about this like if i'm 18 and i see a local brand that i care about getting ripped off by a large retailer do i get fired up is it the older some of your older demographics i know you've got customers and fans all across the the age range so maybe it's a weird question but did you see any trends of like who got who reacted to it or was it universal uh it all depends on the platform which was really interesting Mm, so obviously instagram where things popped off and it was kind of people like our age you know you know, 30s to 40s, fellow small business owners, professionals, that kind of thing. 
and and that was kind of you know that's that's our community that we built. But what was really interesting, and when it, it got taken to the traditional media platforms, it was a much older generation that was really upset with it, and they were quite angry about it. You know um, that they saw it on the news, and they really saw the David versus Goliath aspect yeah, of yeah. it, and they got upset. And then that was nice because then they turned into customers. We've had like customers yeah. walking through the door saying, "I just wanted to come here and just support you guys." I saw what you know what's, what's going on in the news, and you know just wanted to support the little guy, and and so. Yeah, that was a really, really interesting. That's cool. Lesson. That's really cool. That's why I, I was, yeah, I was curious if there was any kind of takeaways from, from that. The concept of when something seems unfair, like that feels like such a deep values play for so much. And we all define fair as different, but in this case, this doesn't feel, there's nothing fair about this, you know, to play with that word a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was interesting, you know, is a very unique experience and, and we're looking to strike while the iron's hot. And <laughs> I don't recommend just, it, but if it happens, here's a bit of a playbook to get the, to get the most out of it. Cause absolutely. if it happens to you, it happens to you. You're not choosing to have it happen, but you do, you can decide how you react, right? Never let a good crisis go to waste, you know? So a lot of, and, and how on that one, brother, absolutely. A, a lot of opportunities have arisen from this. So it's all been net positive in all honesty. So I appreciate that. Well, good luck with the rest of the unfolding journey. And I know you and I will be chatting off, off, offline and uh, happy to have you on, happy to give you a little bit of airtime and hopefully my audience can take away some, some lessons because it sounds more common, unfortunately, than maybe many of us would want to believe. 100%. Well, thanks again, Tyler. Really appreciate it and looking forward to next time. Absolutely. Localaundry.ca. Check it out. Love you guys. Love everything you do. Thanks, Connor. Mm-hmm.